Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Finals with me, Robert. And me, Pete. Okay, Moses is not here. Moses had no idea that he would not be here today because Moses does not listen to the podcast or watch podcast. Did you not say this at any other point apart from on the podcast last week? That I'm sure we said it. I should have said it. It, it. it should have been enough anyway. Fair enough, yeah. He was there in the room whilst we were discussing it, but yeah. Moses isn't here because we are. Oh, sorry. Moses isn't here because we're back in my bits. Back at your church? Back in bits in, in like proper London. Yes. London where postcodes are on the compass. <laughs> I don't know if this, this, this CR All right. and other nonsense. Right, I don't what's know why you're trying to stop. I don't know. We haven't even introduced what mine. Yeah, what's your postcode? SM. What? South Mid. <laughs> what? Your postcode sounds confused. Okay, doesn't know where it is. Anyway, so in place of Moses, we have two very special guests. Not in place of, because. You've been replaced, mate. Like, these, these are not. These are not. You've been replaced. It's not. If you replace something, you don't replace with something greater. Yeah. Oh, this is too much to replace just one person. You're digging a hole. You're digging a hole. I know. I know. I know. I'm trying. I was trying. I'm trying. So I might edit it out. To be honest, it's kind of like no editing. Keep it raw, uncut. Let's go. Um, so yeah, so we've got two special guests with us. We've got longtime friend Jalade. Kevin. Kevin. Ladies first. Uh, mm. because, because saving the best for last. Yeah. Know your place. You are, that one that fits. <laughs> that one fits. Yes. That's why I can't even shade that. You are <laughs> a returning guest. Yes, my name's Kevin. Hi, nice to meet yeah. you guys again. And and we also have the woman whose name has has tried to be not said on the podcast for like a million years now. Kept like a precious gemstone. We've, we've finally been able to get her on the show. I'm talking about the one, the only, Peter's technically wife. Te- technically? Technically. Well, well they, they signed the papers, so oh, they're actually okay. married. Legally, they're married. Legally, yes. according to law. But until it's before God, it doesn't count. Anyway, we've got Peter's wife, Anita, with us today. How are you, Anita? Okay, thank you. are shaking the table. You know, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um... Yeah. So have you have you changed your name to Finn yet? No, not yet. So you know, so, so, so you won't do that until so, yeah. until the the marriage day. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, what what we, we were going to discuss today kind of went out the window because had some guests lined up, but for this that and the other reason, it just didn't work out. So, but with this mix of guests, I think we shall discuss. We've got a divide here, haven't we? Anyway, we've got once we've got we've got two people on one side of the fence and two people. On the yeah, other. yeah. And so it could go into any conversation. To be I think, I, you know, yeah. I'm still what? trying to identify this fence that we're talking about. But <laughs> you, let me I'm, sure, I'm, sure I'm, sure I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> you know what? I feel for Chaladi and I. This could be a, a very great learning experience. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I love this. This is not how it's supposed to go. This is a very great learning experience. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, I think that we should. This, this should be a question and answer session. No, <laughs> no. I, I just say that Peter's looking very dapper today. He is. You he know, is. looking I, very, very no, cheap. I, I always look like this at oh. church. Oh, I wear this oh, church. Okay. But you know what? Yeah, I, I, I can't even lie. I, I don't even want to talk to Peter right now. He's been sending shots for me. <laughs> I have not been sending shots. Whatever. I have not been sending shots. So Peter, I think you just need to just like stay out of the conversation. I, I think I want to. Hi, Anita. How you doing? I, I think I want to address your your wife right now. <laughs> So, if you don't mind, I'd just like to ask you some questions to, 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 like, to, like just, to just get it into the mind of the woman who is now the Mrs. Finn. Allow it. Soon to be. <laughs> and I think the first question I want to ask is, what, what was it that made you realise that Peter was the one? 
We weren't supposed to talk about this, by the way. Right, just, yeah. just so you know. Right. Lena said we were supposed to talk about homelessness. Yeah. That didn't work out. This wasn't the plan. This is a freestyle. This, 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 I'm on freestyling right now. It's not right. But I think it's, it's an interesting story. I, I love a good love story. Everyone loves a good love story. I mean, you're, you're, you're just a, a romantic. Yeah. <laughs> she actually, actually funny enough, because we went for, we do premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Those that listen to the podcast know that we do that and it's quite good. Um, we had like another pastor just sitting today and like he was contributing to it. Um, and he actually asked her the story. Yeah, the exact same yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get the story now, but not from you. Robert likes Robert likes um romantic stuff. I do. a bit too much. I'm a lovely dabby kind of guy. Um I'm a bit indifferent. I mean I love stories. Um and I love Peter, so therefore I love the story. I feel like I've been bribed to love the story. But um yeah, yeah. But yeah, so 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 you need to tell us what what was it about Peter that, that, that made you realise that he was the one? You can tell us the things that you didn't tell the pastor. This is like this is uncut, this uncut, is the raw, raw. No, that raw. Yeah. Was it a shape up? Because he didn't have one like that. <laughs> oh, um, I think, um, I think, I think because he was caring. I think that's what attracted me to him. That he was caring. As you, oh no, I don't know if you'd know, but yeah, know. We'll he hasn't been caring recently. I mean, we'll get onto that afterwards. But, yeah. but, 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 then, but the, what was it? That differentiated him from, from from every other guy that was that was in the vicinity. I mean, it's me. Oh, like, no, I'm it's not me. asking you. <laughs> Stay out of the conversation. Simmer down, yeah. Simmer down, all right. Simmer down, Peter. All right. Second one, second. Yeah, but yeah. So so, 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 what was it about Peter that made you just? I think like, that's the main thing. His kindness. Yeah. yeah. So, we're using synonyms here, like kindness and caring. Kindness and caring. <laughs> so, 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 it wasn't the fact that he was he was um, a godly man. You that as well, actually. 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 That as well, this question is important and it dates back to a previous podcast episode oh, we had. We're talking about Peter and his ability to, to express his feelings. And I thought, well, you can do that? See? <laughs> and like, literally everybody that, that we asked, we, we called people in, they said, has Peter ever expressed feelings or like emotions to you or that, uh, that you've seen? Yeah. Everyone said no. Oh. Every single person. So having the the, the, the woman he's, he's decided to marry, like, what does emotion look like when it comes to Peter? Because I, I don't think anybody in the world apart from you, you knows what it looks like. Uh, emotions. Yeah. From Peter, specifically, do they exist? I think it's just a lot of emotion. Well, I I see a lot of emotion from him. What kind of emotion? <laughs> does he giggle? Yeah. <laughs> what does that sound like? Oh my god. Oh Lord have mercy. Wow. No, but then and, and this was the point in that podcast as well, is that obviously you don't have to show it to everyone, but then there might be one or two people and yeah, I mean the main one being one? Yeah, why not? One. <laughs> one. 
you know. Oh, okay. I, I, I think Jaladi wanted to interject before I took things too far. I don't know. I was trying to find a way out to save you, but now nah, I feel like I appreciate that. I, I, I appreciate you trying to throw you through. back to the wolves again. But um, I guess today's conversation, if if it was going to be homelessness, it could be a bit of, it could be a tangent of homelessness. Actually, I'm just I'm just shooting the breeze. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I guess we could, if anything, talk about the political situation to a certain degree. Um, so we know that um, Theresa May has got an election coming up, mm. and that's and, actually quite you know, and then Corbyn and the whole situation. Like, we're not going to make it too political because not everyone's in into politics to that extent. But mm. I guess what we could then try and do is hear our own personal thoughts about it and mm. see. I mean, it, I, in a way, you can even tie it into you guys in terms of you're about to be a family. Do does politics play more of a part in the way you think now than mm. it did before? Because before you'd be on an individual state of mind, but you're now looking at how politics can affect the home yeah, yeah. you guys building together. Mm. So with the current, I guess that's that's the topic we can kind of find a way to merge because we've got an individual standpoint and a potential. Um, not potential, but um, a looming mm-hmm. um, marriage coming up as well. Mm-hmm. How does how how does this um, political climate affect us? Yeah. Um, I guess that could be, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of oh, we could always go back into you know. No, we're good. This yeah. is good. This is good. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. So um. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So Corbyn versus. Theresa May, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, think, I think it's even interesting that it is Corbyn versus Theresa May because all of a sudden the Lib Dems have gone quiet or they're just like, what their the campaign is, because I, um, I got a letter from our um, MP and he's Liberal Democrat at the moment in Wellington um, and he was saying how, uh, what's it called, his, his whole campaign almost was Corbyn can't win and the Conservatives need to be stopped, therefore go with us. Oh. And it's like, that's kind of a sad kind of yeah. campaign to make. It's like, well, the option that is best isn't going to work. The option that isn't, the option that's there isn't what we want. Yeah. So but go feel, with us. Yeah. I feel like after the whole um, coalition with like Tories all these years ago, they've just like lost all credibility. Yeah. And like, yeah. and like that's why they have to go down that route because Fair enough. They, they haven't got... Just they got through to the walls as well. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Once the Conservatives came in, they put everything on them, which was kind of, kind of sad. So, so, who are you looking to vote for? Is that, or is, is that too much of a political Not, not for me. Us? I'm going Labour. Definitely going Labour. Um, and I think in, in, in response to what Jay was saying, um, it's actually a bit more significant now and even Anita's noticed this that all of a sudden I've got more political almost in mm-hmm. <laughs> everything I'm looking at because we're in a state now where it affects us much more directly mm-hmm. and much more significantly than it did before like back in the day I wouldn't care so much about taxes or NHS wasn't really something I, I think about because when I'm sick mum and dad takes care of me but now I kind of have to take care of myself or now um, once I get married and there's kids, I have to think about them. And to think of something like losing the NHS or that being privatised and all of a sudden the level of care that we, we get um, that we consider free, we no longer have access to, mm. I've got to think about that in the future. And so for me, definitely, I think just as a matter of age and maturity, it's become a lot more significant to me what goes on in the political sphere. Mm. Um, than, than, it, than it was before. Do you think Corbyn is someone that can be trusted? 
because like he seems to be on the side of the people mm. or like the the voiceless people shall yeah. we say mm. do you think it's too good to be true or do you think that he's he, he's actually about making these changes that he is he's talking about mm. now what do you guys think I think I don't think he's the voice of the people it's with any kind of political situation in this country within the last 10 years it's been the lesser of two evils um, similar to the states like Corbyn isn't the, isn't the solution to everything mm. Corbyn's part of a party that brought us into the situation in the first place Blair for, you know if you what Labour mm. Blair Tony if anything is a slight relief until we get a better alternative mm. nobody wants Theresa because Theresa's, Theresa's coming off the back of someone who shed us pretty much if yeah. you think about it yeah. um, he's got a lot of appetising you know things in his manifesto you know mm. tuition fees being scrapped which I I doubt it like they're not going to be scrapped I think they might be reduced yeah. if anything um, and, 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 and others many things that I might not necessarily care about because I'm still in the individual state of mind I'm not exactly close to having kids and mm. as much as I do think about a political climate that could facilitate that future um, you know possibility it's more like a my, my consideration is to do with myself as a, as a working human being, as, mm. as, as a freelancer, creative freelancer. Mm. Which politician can give my industry economic peace? Mm-hmm. Um, can, can we afford to be freelancers in this climate? Can we afford to make homes or lives out, out of our jobs, our passions? Mm. Um, and at the same time, I'm thinking about the youth. What political situation can really eradicate street violence? Mm. Um, um, and racial tension. So I, I believe there is a um, correlation between money and violence, mm-hmm. um, de- or depth in violence, if anything. I also know there's a correlation between depth violence and uh, ethnic groups, mm-hmm. um, or maybe even the ethnic areas rather than ethnic groups, yeah. um, to be more precise. Um, so... I know that by Corbyn doing what he said he wants to do, that could that could lower the possibility of all these disadvantages that we face. Mm-hmm. We we don't have to be worried about our children going to the corner shop as much anymore. We can actually afford to invest or afford to let our children go out and do what they want to do mm-hmm. and not narrow them down to a field of industry that won't be for them because of what you know because of us being scared of. No, don't do that. You only meet these kind of people, those, those kind of people. And realistically speaking, I think those dangers can be found anywhere. Mm. Um, but we're, we're led to believe that certain industries have less danger. I don't always agree that to be the case. So for me, it's more. I definitely wouldn't be. Teresa, I wouldn't want to vote for Theresa for anything. I mean, she just. I mean, the Conservatives have just let me down. And to add insult to injury, she wants to scrap free school meals. Mm. That is just, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is the lifeline. Mm. That's probably the only food some some kids eat. Yeah. And you want to take that away mm. for what? More money to add to what budget? Mm. And for what? Um, and we all thought she'd be better because she went to grammar school. Mm. Turns out she's not. That's why I'm not really big on Corbyn because we can always think a politician will do something, yeah. but when they get into office, what are they going to do? But to that extent, I'm still saying vote mm. because if we go on with this apathy that we've all been going with, it will just keep. It will be more of the same. Yeah, I mean that's what led to stuff like Brexit, isn't it? It's, oh, pretty much. It, it was a lack of enough people mm. showing up 
you know, because we thought, well, this makes sense. No one's going to want to leave. Mm-hmm. Turns out, majority of the people that did want to leave are old and won't be long and won't be around long enough mm-hmm. to actually experience it. But like you look at some of the effects that it's had on, um, you know, you're talking about the professional um, professional um, lives mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Um, and so far, it just hasn't been good, and it's getting worse. Mm. You know, like um, as a pharmacist, you know, like you talk, you talk about how it's always they're always getting cuts, and it's always like seeming so difficult. And all the companies are like having to struggle, and that means they're downsizing. That means quality of care is going down. Mm. And I think last time I saw on the news, you know, um, with residential care and stuff like that, all of these things that we almost take for granted mm-hmm. in this country. They pass however many terms of a majority conservative and then only conservative. Mm. We have just seen a decline, mm. and so it for me it's like and as someone who isn't a um, a political buff, like I don't know red from blue when it comes to it. Like I, I actually still don't understand the colours. Mm. But if we've been following this path so far, and it's just been a path leading to pain, mm. why would we continue down that path? I think I think it's political ignorance. So, like, even with the whole um, referendum, mm. like, everyone was voting, but no one's been trained in politics to to understand the effects of of, of what their vote meant. Mm. Which is why when when like Brexit happened, everyone's like, I wish I I, I hadn't done this. Mm. Mm. And yeah, I just feel like in schools, making politically savvy people is not a priority. No. Which is why we find ourselves in the position that, um, that, that, we, that yeah. we are in now. But what, what also is a case is what social media has done for us. Because social media means now we're all in little bubbles. And so because your social media feed is... Um, most people, that's where they get their news. Or that's where they find out what's going on in the world. And your social media will tailor the things you see to things that it thinks you like to see because that's how it keeps you in the app and that's how they make the money. Mm. So because of that, we're not actually seeing a full picture. So when Brexit happened, almost everyone that voted no to Brexit was surprised because everything that they would see around them is people that have, are, are like-minded. So we're all, all the posts I'm seeing is, yeah, we shouldn't do Brexit, we shouldn't do Brexit, we shouldn't do Brexit. I'm thinking the majority are of this mindset. But then that's because social media is only showing me those things mm-hmm. and I'm not seeing the bigger picture. Yeah. And so when it came out, it was like, well, okay, that's a surprise. I thought we're all on the same page here. Mm-hmm. But that's because mm-hmm. you're only seeing those that are on the same page with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel like a question that isn't asked enough is why. Mm-hmm. So like people say, vote for this person, this vote for this person. Mm-hmm. Why should I vote for this person? And people's people um, vote, is, yeah, like, like I said, based on social media, mm-hmm based on what you see on newspapers and stuff. I remember um, during, there was something when like Ed Miliband was, he was, he was running and then there was like a picture of him eating like a bacon sandwich and it looks so, so unflattering. Mm. And just and just like stuff like that, it just like um, discredits politicians and sways votes and people being as silly as they are. We'll see a picture of, it, of him like that, I think. He's not a serious guy. I shouldn't vote for him. Mm. Well, that's fair. I mean, what, I, and yeah, what do you think? Do you think it's just, just a game competition? What politics? Yeah. I um, mean, yeah. 
think at the moment I, I'm not sure myself because um, they say something and when they get empowered it's completely different. You would think, oh, this one might be different. This one might actually... And then it's the same thing. So I think mostly it's a game. And in terms of saying what you need to say to get in, and then when you get in, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, so like, so I guess in, in to that extent, because again, it's drawing comparisons between where you guys are going to be mm-hmm. and where we are. In terms of then trying to change the, the the perception of it for like young people, let's say, like, how would you tackle this for potential children? Like, how would you? From a young age, try to guide their minds towards having informed opinions of politics, mm. because when kids see it, especially on social media, as, as it's evolving, I'm scared to know what it's going to mean in the next twenty years. Mm. But all we're going to be shown on such platforms are the bad sides of things or the comical side of things. Mm. So, and children will take it at face value. They mostly do. As adults, just arguing and being very childish. Mm. So, how would you try to? You know, nurture their minds in, in, in terms of understanding how how important it is to have an informed decision about people who more or less control the state of affairs. Yeah, I think I have to come back on that. Let's see. Yeah, come, come back a years time. I feel, uh, I feel like you have to get get in there early, mm. and like you can't you can't you can't really put your hopes on like school systems to school systems or even the internet. To like, to like teach them the right thing because on the internet you can say whatever you want people take it as fact um, yeah so I think in the same way it's up to parents and like guardians like all the people to teach children stuff like the puts of, of, of like taxes and and like how to even stuff like how to change a tire mm. I, I feel like that's just it's just a lost art <laughs> you know so like politics that's just a whole different ball game, and and so I think as as we are, even though we're not an older generation, mm. I think we're old enough to to have sway on on, on those younger than us, yeah. than 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 what our parents might have. Mm. So like we can influence them, and, and maybe not not tell them you should um, have these views, mm. but but show them the right way to go about finding information so that they can create their own views. Right. So we've got two things in response to that. The first one being what I've observed is I mean from like a traditional African kind of upbringing their political motivations were significantly different um, and especially for like the first generation you know their political um, motivations were mostly based on dare I say, you know, who's less likely to get me kicked out of the country kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, or that, that kind of, at the back of people's minds was, was the thing. Um, and so that influences their decisions. And what I notice is in that setting is most things that come top down or most things that come from our parents to us are mostly prescriptive as opposed to being informative or as opposed to being like, inspirational in any way it's just prescriptive like my mom's political advice to me has always ever been vote labor <laughs> that's it that's always ever been you were onto something mm. you know and and it's never been like you said why or it's never been this or that it's just been vote labor yeah. and that's more a consequence of our african yeah. you know thing but then i feel like as as a generation of 
mostly British born mm. citizens or, or, or like people who have who, who have been brought up in and maybe not so much of a conservative African environment mm. like like we live in Britain, we understand Britain a lot better than our parents do. Yeah. So which is why I was saying that it's up to us to be to be the ones that that have an influence on, on, on these younger ones. And as the second thing, the second part of the response was the fact that our school systems don't really teach, they don't really teach anything. <laughs> teach photosynthesis. <laughs> like, you know, unless unless you go into an engineering field, yeah. you will never use Pythagoras theorem. Like it's not something that you use in the day to day. But that makes sense. I kept telling them they never listen to me. <laughs> oh, you know. But then it's like like stuff like even taxes. Yeah. Like I still don't really fully understand everything about taxes. And I've been through up until university, and there was never a class that says these are even like your social responsibilities. Mm-hmm. All I know is when my paycheck comes, there's a big chunk that I never see. Yep. That's all I ever know. Unless you're freelance. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that, man. You get all the But you know, it's like the school systems aren't set up to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think a big part of, and I think that partly also comes even to the church, because the church has become our village that raises the kid mm. whereas you know we're living in this very nuclear system of living in, in mm. this country where I don't even know my next door neighbours mm. our churches are also partly responsible and I think those things those life skills you know like you said changing attire shaving um, taxes what to do when the police stop you even, even saving even saving even how to save you know. how to have like a savings account if you're not if you're if you not meet someone who's smart enough to actually save you never save <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not funny to I probably would never would have saved or anything so it's like stuff like that is stuff that we should and, and it, the onus is on us mm. um, to be teaching and I think stuff that as you grow older for me personally as I'm getting onto this journey of marriage and foreseeing kids and stuff that I've had to start thinking about a lot more and educating myself on one question I had for you, though, was, you know, talking about giving kids information to build their own views. I struggle with that because the information that's out there, even the information that's out there, isn't that great. Mm. But I feel like um, what, what I mean is, like, in the same sense that you would teach a child how to go about studying the Bible. But so then that, that's giving them views. Well, it is kind of giving them a, at least a structure. It's you're, a structure. If not anything, you're giving them this view that God exists, this view that this is his word. And although those two are truths, you know, for because the reason that I come against it like that is that's become almost a staple of the modern society is, oh no, just give them the information and then they'll build their own views. If that makes sense, mm. but then it's like there's a danger in that because that that prevents or that suggests that I shouldn't be giving them any views of perspective. But then any yeah, view I don't know if that makes sense. You give them will be biased, and it might even be the wrong bias because. But then with God, it can't be. That's the thing. If that makes sense. Tell that to the prosperity gospel people. You know, <laughs> I'm sure they will disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah I don't know I feel like. Because, for all we know, maybe it, 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 it may not seem like it, yeah. but, but maybe the, like having a conservative government is the best thing for us, and mm. or, or, or maybe it's the best thing for the country as a whole. Mm. 
Do you think um, maybe politi- political parties have got their wires crossed in, t- in determining what the party stands for in, in opposed to what they should be offering? Oh, um, that's, why, that's why there's all that in Labour. Because, yeah, because the way I'm seeing it now, if Labour's own people are against its leaders' policies, that means Labour itself is sounding more conservative than conservative. But then conservatives are sounding more UKIP than conservatives. You see what I'm, you see what I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah. Do these parties really stand for what their names yeah, are about yeah. anymore? So, so in, are we voting for parties or voting for people now? Mm. And can those, is there any point in voting for the people if their own party can turn against them? And then that's the thing, is, and we see this especially in America. We are voting for people now. We're not voting for parties. Exactly, we're not even voting for ideas. Because Trump, <laughs> even the Republican Party was against Trump. And well, they used them to get into, into power. Well, exactly. And, and it's like, we are voting for people, and that's one reason why it seems Corbyn's not going to do so well, because he doesn't seem as... Yeah, he doesn't seem as charismatic. So Even it's, though it's I'm probably way better, no. I mean... <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I checked it wasn't there. <laughs> but that's the thing. So, well, before you guys came in, there was a discussion about how May, May only proposed the election because she wasn't getting enough respect, because people said you weren't voted in, you just got brought yeah. in yeah. and then you got Jeremy who's in power but in his own party but people don't want him in power mm. so it seems to me like a popularity contest of you know an internal struggle sense that these people don't want don't really care for what they want to give us mm-hmm. they just want to be cemented as leaders you know and that worries me because I mean May is definitely not trying to do it for popularity but she just wants to be shown that I am the leader of this party um, I had a I had a very wild theory hit me that may suggested the snap election because she doesn't want to be the bearer of grim news when the country eventually goes down a destructive route that is going down like with the whole brexit thing with every the direction it was going Mm. she didn't want to be at the head of that so and she knows something is coming. She's trying she, to give us a, a way. But she's out. been orchestrating the entire thing. So how are you gonna bow out, jump ship when you've been? Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a wild theory. It's a wild That's an interesting theory. Exactly. Exactly. Like for the fact that we're now heading in a direction that was spearheaded by people like Nigel Farage. Like you have to wonder if someone paid these political parties in the UK to like jump ship so they can come and and conquer the UK and make it the Republic of. You know, Russia or something like that. Like for real, is I, it, is I would not be surprised. Of? I would not be for for there to even be talks like me going to America and taking the NHS as some sort of like bargaining tool in deals. Like, eh, what's going on here? Hmm. You know, and it's just like everything's turned to Trump. It's not even that. I, I find it hilarious how it's such a small, such a small country. What time? Yeah, but we mess with a big small country. We mess with a big place. has such implications. Mm. It's it's mind blowing to a certain degree. It's because they took over half the world. I don't know how they did. <laughs> I think what they did is that when they were taking over the world, they were, they were, they were, they were you know gas gassing everyone like we got this big country, man. Like we're so big, and then years later, see the map. Like wait a minute. They I love, lie. I love this meme of the Queen during the Commonwealth Games, and she's just sitting there like it's just a picture of the Queen like this, and it's a Commonwealth Games, and everyone's going past and say, like, "I used to own all this." <laughs> <laughs> I saw that picture. I used to own these people. So um, I know we uh, we touched about um, Africa before a bit. What do you guys think about African politics compared to compared to British politics? Do, do you think it's more of a vicious game? I'm signing up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm signing right up. Do you think? 
because, because I know that like African politicians get a lot of um, stick about being corrupt. But, but I, I, you say stick as if they're not corrupt. They're, 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 they're corrupt. corrupt. But, um, but are British politicians any less corrupt than, than African politicians? Or, or, or do you think it's a different like nuance of, 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 of like corruptness? Mm. In like the sense how um, like in America you, you, you can see like there's, there's, there's like data and racism mm. and in Britain they're like nuance of racism. No, it's, it's blatant racism too. But, but I think it's, 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 the, it's the reason why the reason, I think we're, we're making a mistake of calling it blatant and not blatant in the sense that guns are louder than this slurs. Thing. This, oh, oh, that's a bar. <laughs> But you see what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. are we calling it blatant because it's it's a use of it's a more extreme use of violence to, to portray the racism, mm. and because the in the UK it takes longer to kill a black person or a person with a baton. Mm. What was was blatant actually mean? I feel like there. I I I finally agree in terms of people saying it is pointless to compare US and UK racism because they happen on two different fronts in different ways. One, they're not, it's not one is more pronounced than the other, because one has a different way of doing it. So they're both blatant in different ways. Yeah. So why would Americans waste time shouting racial slurs when the people that work within the law authorities can just shoot you? Yeah. Like, for real. Whereas in the UK, they've got to find more divisive ways to be racial, um, to be racist, because they don't have access to the guns, to, to guns <laughs> like that. No, really, it is. It is. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not. It's not blatant. It's just. A different type of it's place. a longer, drawn out way. Yeah. So we should be. I guess, in a sense, I'm glad we're not dying at a rate as Black Americans, yeah. and I'm not saying that Black Americans are. I'm not trying to like compare it and say, oh, well, at least we're not them. I'm. I'm it's, a, it's a terrible affair across the globe. Mm. God knows how it's been done in other countries that we're not even aware of. Mm. Um, but I find that. I mean, I had a conversation with a friend, she's Filipino, and she was saying how it must be mad being a black man in the UK or anywhere else. I mean, and I had to tell her it might be black, black in general. Mm-hmm. Black, black women get it the worst way. But being a black man, I, she made me think about my experience as a black guy. I live in Hackney. I've always lived in Hackney, more or less. And I don't know when I came into a realisation that I have to make peace with the fact that when I leave my house, I might not come back. Like for real, it's it's that real, and it's not like I, I worry about it. It's just a part of our lives now. We don't even get scared of it anymore. We're like, you know what? Things happen on the, on the roads, and if I can, it, I, anyone can get it. Like Game of Thrones, anyone can get it. Yeah. It's the, it's like that. Yeah. But you, you don't you don't even get worried about it anymore because you just know it's what you live in. Yeah. Even me living, sorry, go even me living on West Lee, I thought you know what is nice area. If, anyone can get it. Yeah. Someone died there. Anyone stabbed there, and it's just it's madness. <laughs> it is an actual. Madness. So it's it's not just about being racist. But I think the difference there is the fact that at least here you're less uh, you're less likely to get shot by a police officer. Oh, that, okay, yeah, and and, yeah, and that yeah. that's that's the unique thing in that these are the people that upholders and the upholders of the law here aren't mm-hmm. any better, to be honest. They're not any better. They're but are, just as prejudiced. But are we? I mean, I'm, I'm tackling your with your valid point. Mm-hmm. With are we supposed to be grateful that they don't, they don't have guns? Grateful, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> we're not dying. No, but, but yeah. okay, cool. Dying, dying is one thing, but oppressed is another. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no, still, and I'm not saying we're not. I'm not yeah, saying we're so not. So that, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Like, okay, yeah. cool. We're not dying, but we are. Well, I mean, we're still being killed. In fact, we're still, we're still being killed. Yeah. That is that is a fact. Yeah, it's still um, we haven't convicted Definitely. any police officers apart from maybe Stephen Stephen Lawrence's um, um, killers. Pol- killers killers. 
um, and I need to check my facts because I'm not sure if they were indicted or not. Mm. But w- when was the last time we actually got a valid um, sentencing or a sentence of someone that a police officer actually killing? Because mm. there are many stories that haven't even been heard yet. This is the thing as well. I was many. going to say is that over here we don't get those stories as much. No, because as far as the world is concerned, the US is where black people get killed by police officers. Yeah. And the UK stories go cushioned um, or silenced. Mm. I'm not saying, again, their stories shouldn't be heard. But let's, I think the world needs to be aware that it's not that it's less blatant here. There are just more inventive ways of doing it mm. that haven't seen the light of day. Like, how many parents, I mean, they say, oh, stop the youth from killing each other. Well, can we, can we literally look at the police officers who are stopping us on roads for no reason? Mm. You know, like giving us the eye. I mean, even last night when I, when I was walking, where was I? For where I was yesterday. Um, no, I wasn't coming yet. But um, I was headed home. I was headed home. I was walking. I decided to walk home from a particular place in London. Um, I, have to, I have the worst memory ever. But I remember there was a, a police van, a policeman, walk and driving past me. And like I'm a bit self-conscious when it comes to police officers because in my more in my in my informed level of awareness now, I, I realised that things aren't what we used to think they were. So this police van slowed down. And this officer looked at me through the window. And this look wasn't like a, you know, just looking at the window. He was looking at me up and down, mm-hmm. wondering if I fit the bill of someone who looks like they're on their way to trouble. And this was in um, same, this was um, Tower Hill okay. last night. So that area's already not ends. Mm-hmm. And I'm there in my tracksuit bottoms. I've got a big hoodie, um, rain jacket on because it was raining. I've got my phone out in my hand because I'm trying to find locations. To, to, uh, to, um, to where I'm going and the van slows down in front of a car and the guy just looks at me up and down like he's, he's trying like the look, it looks that way mm. people might say I'm reaching but it looks that way mm. I kept it moving I wasn't going to appease him by straightening up my walk or whatever I walk how I walk I'm not going to conform to your standards of you know non-violence mm. whatever that looks like but that's something that a lot of us are dealing with a lot of us, for a lot of us it goes beyond the look Mm. It goes to the car swerving in front of you. Excuse me, can I can I, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, yeah. Where are you coming from? We had a report that someone fit in your description around here. Mm. Really, around here? And what description? <laughs> what description Black is that? Milk. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying <laughs> yeah. it, it can go left so quickly. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. And in America, it hasn't even got to be that. It could be I see one, stop. Oh, starts running. Bam. Yeah. This, yeah, that's the, that's the main thing. You know what I'm saying? That's so it hits a longer drawn out way because they haven't got the projectile to, to reach you. Yeah, yeah. You know? God forbid that they do. And that could change you for any political leader. Mm. You could decide, that, you know what? We're not, we're not protecting the streets enough. There's too many killings. Let's get guns in now. At which point? We're off to Spain. Spain? Is that any better? <laughs> I don't, we're, off, we're out of this country. That's all I know. Out of Europe. That's okay. all I know. Because Please. I've Europe. had that exact experience where, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, I'm driving home from a church event. Mm. I come, I, I'm driving in, uh, turn into my, like, cul-de-sac, mm. all clothes. They're coming out of the clothes, mm. out of a previous thing. By the time I've gone from the edge of the clothes to my door, mm. parked, they've turned around, come back. The guy gets out of the police van. Oh, you locked up pretty quickly. That's how he starts his interaction with me. I know where this is going. Mm. They, they ended up searching the whole car, top to bottom, Checking my license, checking my nationality, checking... Outside your home. Outside my home. Outside my address, my home address. Looking for something in the car. 
to be fair, when they asked me if there was anything in the car that shouldn't be in the car, my response was, everything in the car is in the car. Because <laughs> they me off. <laughs> they were annoying me, but that could have gone left. So They could have gone left. And, and in the whole interaction, there were points where they were deliberately trying to provoke you to do something mm-hmm. to justify their stopping you mm-hmm. because now they've stopped you they're looking for action they need, they need a reason why they've stopped mm-hmm. you because they stopped you for no other reason and it's a black guy mm-hmm. in a car that's parked up mm-hmm. so you have to do something and that's, that's again we even see that why um, we even see that in when someone's been shot by the police they then mm-hmm. go and search out his history mm-hmm. and it turned out that 10 years ago he stole something from a shop and then, and then the they put that into and it's like but that had nothing to do with what's going on now. Nothing. But it justifies, or it doesn't justify, mm. at least it camouflages mm. what they actually were doing. Mm. So that, that's why I'm consistently grateful that it's a very small unit of police people that have guns in this country. Because no, it could very no, well have gone. No, I'm, I'm, again, I, I'm with you. Um, I, I don't know, either, like, you have any kind of insight, not even insight, like, maybe experience with that kind of thing or mm. opinion on, on the state of what it's like to be a black woman in the UK. Um, like, have you ever felt like I mean, I'm sure for the most part, it's not. It doesn't feel safe mm. to be. A... I think I've been, I've been not lucky if you say, but I haven't experienced that a lot. Mm. But since I've st- I st- um, I started work, I think I've kind of seen the prejudice from the white, excuse me, to say white people and. Caucasians. Initially, yeah. <laughs> Caucasians. Initially, I was just <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut them up. No, I'm just trying to make sure you caught on the, on the microphone. Yeah, initially I was. Like I didn't know, I didn't experience any, so I wasn't really bothered until mm. I actually started work and actually seen how different people behave when they come in. When it's a black pharmacist or if it's a white pharmacist mm. in there, how they talk, how they behave. Mm. I think I'm more aware of it now. Mm. Now that I've started work, so. and I, I find it, I find it very interesting as well that this is a pharmacist. This was, is someone that's yeah. educated. So that's 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 another question. So yeah. what what. We weren't having to reveal too much information. What mm. area is this pharmacy situated in? Oh, it's in Farringdon, so like central city. See, that, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's in inner city London, mm. um, which is not predominantly ethnic. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a pharmacy on my high road in Clapton. In there, the lady who works at the counter is white. But the people mm. dispensing the medicine are Asian. Mm. <laughs> so no one comes in that pharmacy like, oh my God. Yeah. Because it ends. Mm. We're mixed. Yeah. So that's very interesting <laughs> yeah. that in a inner city London pharmacy, 21st century, where we know that a lot of the chemical breakthroughs that come from medicine mm. aren't from white people. Yeah. You're going to still second guess an yeah. ethnic person yeah. who... It's not, even just, it's not even just second. It's the, it's the level of disrespect sometimes. Oh, man. That, yeah. like, you, you talk about some of the... It's, it's just like... This is, this is someone that's serving you, someone that's serving you, saving your life. They've been vetted to and work there. there's so much mm. in, inherent... Prejudice against against blacks. What I was interested actually in asking is between like Farringdon and like when you worked in like somewhere like Brockham or something like that, where it's out in the country, kind of. Is there any difference between the people there, even though they're mostly both Caucasian? Is there any difference in like kind of the attitudes and stuff like that? No, but, I think um, Brockham was more of um, residential area. It was quiet. Yeah. It was more elderly, so they were a bit calm. So yeah, but in the yeah, city, I like, find. I'm sorry. I find like when you go out into like the countryside, even even when you're black, you don't you get looks, but people are a lot more friendly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's more curious looks than yeah. dirty looks. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's in some it, places, it unnerves me though. 
They unnerves because sometimes I don't want to be. Have you watched I don't Get wanna, Out recently? I'm gonna see that soon. <laughs> I'm gonna see that soon. They unnerves me because I don't want to be the speculation. I don't want to be a speculation. Mm. As much as you might be curious in a friendly way, I feel like I don't. I don't want to have to feel like a 21st century. I'm. I'm being treated especially mm. because you don't see many people like me. Mm. Like it's, it's. It puts me off. But then like, is that their fault though? If 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 by virtue of where they are. There no, I, I get that. It's yeah. like saying me going to like a, a, a village in Vietnam where they've never seen black people. Where mm. I should just expect them to get with the program. Mm. Of course, not. they're going to pick up my hair and everything. Like if you go to China, you're a superstar out there. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I get that. Some communities haven't been made aware of how the rest of the world is functioning. Mm. Um, but it's it, it still strikes me as odd, especially for this being this being the UK. Um, why um, why am I made to feel like an anomaly? Even on a, in a good and a bad way. Like, why do I go to Chelmsford? That's the most Essex I can get. Um, <laughs> you know, and I was at Whitham. And why, why do I... I've got family, family friends that live out there. When I go and visit them, it's all, you know, it's all good with Emily and Becky and, and whatever. No shade, it's all good. But at the same time, I come out, I come out and I'm Becky like, with a good hair. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Um, um, so it, it, there's, a, there's a bit of something in, in the voice that makes me feel like, oh, he's from London. We have to talk to him a bit different. What's good, bro? No, 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 no. They don't even do that. It's more like they're not sure how to approach me. They don't know, am I gonna. Am I gonna. I don't know. It's weird. There's a bit of nervousness in the air about me. And I feel like. And my blackness is my identity. Like, I don't think there's any. I don't think I'm putting anything on. The way I speak now is me. If that's what they attune to being black, so be it. I'll take that. But I feel like when I'm talking to such people, I have to dilute what it is I am to make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do that, I'm being made to be loud or menacing. Mm-hmm. Cue police officer. Mm-hmm. You're, being, you're being rude. No, I'm just saying you, you stopped me for no reason. Mm-hmm. You're being menacing. No, I'm asking you to give me a reason why you stopped me. Mm-hmm. My blackness is threatening to you. Mm-hmm. Or my identity, which is deemed as being a black identity, is, is threatening to you. Mm-hmm. Where did that standard come from? You know, why is it that you can't be yourself in the spaces that you deserve to be in? Mm. You can't be a black pharmacist because they don't trust you. Why don't you trust me? I'm already vetted within this industry. Mm. I've studied, I've worked to be here. Mm. Is that not enough for you? Mm. What do you want me to say in bold, bold capitals? I'm not here to harm you. You know what I'm saying? You mm. can't be, as, as, a, as an ethnic person, it feels like in the UK and the rest of the world, you just can't live, Period. Unless you're in Africa where everyone, everyone is like even there even there Africa is becoming a bit of a, a misguided home now because when you go back to I've been to Nigeria a couple of times and I'm cool for all races calling whatever and I don't mind it's the, it's the world live your life I like to travel so I don't want to stop you from going to my, to my continent um, not that I own it but I'll go back to Nigeria and I'll see Asians coming and doing their thing cool and then my own people giving preference to them Mm. and that irks me Mm. because that's part of the problem when we go to that country like I saw a documentary on Facebook where Nigerians were talking about the level of racism they've experienced whilst living in India Mm. and I'm talking bad racism like violence you know fists or getting killed or or whatever Mm. but when you guys come to our country it's open arms maybe naive open arms because we're just like yeah come take what you want and you take what you want at a price that (laughs) <laughs> it's a bargain to you, but mm. what that, what's what happening as a result? Mm. So why can't the the, the same mm. be afforded to us? We don't travel because we're going. In fact, I'm, I'm yet to hear of um in the 21st century at least 
of, of African people that go to other countries to take over and, and start trouble. Mm. We're going there because we heard it's better life. Yeah, yeah. And when we get there, we're met with violence. But when you come to us, we're like, yeah, what, what do you want? Mm. It doesn't make any sense to me. So if you know what we're charitable people, why is it that you, you, you come to us with violence? Mm. We didn't start nothing with you. If history was to be a marker, you started it with us. Mm. And yet we're suddenly punished for trying to find the middle ground to exist in. Mm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Here and in Africa. Because it, it exists in all those places. Mm. So like, with the, with the political situation, I'm not inclined to necessarily believe in any of them because as much as we're talking about economic balance and blah, 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 mm. I'm yet to see anything that says we're going to improve the lives of the ethnic minorities. Mm. Like, how? Like, they even say money. It's not about the money. I just want you to actually come out and say, you know what? We, have, we are being racist. Let's stop this. Mm. But then, then that's where you see, because part of reducing the, you know, or improving the quality of the life of the ethnic minority is making things like, um, well, making things like education accessible mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Or making things like, Make, giving them incentives to mm-hmm. like when we had EMA oh my god and stuff like that like <laughs> did, did you even get EMA for all the guys listening that don't know what EMA was basically you used to get paid to go to school education maintenance allowance <laughs> yeah now coming from Ghana <laughs> <laughs> that was money where we had to pay school fees to being in school even in primary school and I come here my experience was this facility is amazing. Yeah, yeah. These teachers are good. There's only 25 people in the classroom. You want to pay me to come and sit there and learn? Oh, yes. I'll come early. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'll I'll come early anyway. <laughs> and you're going to pay me as well. But it's like those sort of things, I think, would help with, with, with an ethnic minority especially. Because mm-hmm. those are the areas in which we're able to then build up. And eventually, that's where we're, we're able to lift ourselves up. Um, out of the poverty that causes a lot of the problems that we have in, in the ethnic minorities. Mm. Yeah. No, you're right. So, so it, it's in those terms then that I then look at the manifestos that are being presented. Mm. And even if they don't stick to the manifestos, they kind of give you a general sense as to where they want to go. Mm. And you see with like conservatives, it seems they just want to make more money for those that already have money. Yeah. But then at least mm. with Labour, they're kind of talking... Stuff that, like you said, tuition, scrapping tuition fees altogether doesn't sense. seem realistic. No. At least it's looking at making education a bit more accessible in some way, mm. if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. It's middle ground, isn't it? Li- yeah. Literally less of two evils. This is the thing. Until we find a saviour that's literally just going to be like, you know what? It's all long. Let's mm. just, let's bless it. Yeah? Everyone equal, you know, that would be the idealist society, but that's not going to happen. Mm. Less of two evils. But does it always have to be that way? Is, is it always going to be a choice of between the less of two evils? I think in the one we live in, yes. Well, until Jalada becomes prime minister, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just drop bars, man. Nah, mate. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I can't be asked. I don't like suits. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I, anime. That's not a politician you want. Well, um, I think whatever your political views, make sure these views count. Just vote, please. Like vote. Like, don't waste time. Like, sign up. Today's the last last day. Yeah. Oh wait, so in which case is there any point about talking about it now? It's too late, but <laughs> <laughs> if you have registered That's not it's, okay. it's too late. <laughs> if you have registered, go and vote. If you know anyone who says they're vote conservative, kidnap them for the next. If you're listening to this too late, you're reading this is too late. 
See your fault. <laughs> See your fault. Next year, I mean, why didn't you vote if you listen to this like later After on? After this type of election, then, does it mean that this starts off another four-year term? Or do we get another election at the end of Plot the twist. current... That's interesting. I That's interesting. I, I think I heard somewhere, someone, someone said that it won't be four years until you can vote against. I think it's a new four years. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. <sighs> so close to the tax year too. What is wrong with people? <laughs> oh, man. Look, but, whoever is prime minister, God is still good. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that, was the, that was the theme when um, Trump got elected. No matter who is president, God, God is still, still good. God. And, and in the end, it's true. And that's the thing. Like, even though Christians are called to obey, kind of like you, you submit to authority, we submit to a higher authority mm-hmm. um, in God and... and he keeps us in. And so ask him for direction. Yeah. You no, know, like for real. Like listen to the God within and let him just show you the way. Um, and please just, just vote. I mean, even not even just now, in the future as well, vote. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're not going to choose someone, go to the you know, registration, wherever they have it, and you, know, you can spoil your ballot. Just make sure you, you were there because I, even as Christians, we, we, have to do, we have to commit to our duty as mm. citizens of, of the world that we live in. Mm. It's not about us, it's about everyone else at the same time. Yeah. And if you want to create a world where God can really reign supreme, you've got to make it a world where you're leading by example as well. Mm. Um, so please, you know, don't waste the, the civil rights afforded mm. to you through years of struggle mm. that people died in his name for as well. Mm. Like, it's, it, it might not be much of a choice in mm. terms of who's out there, but a choice is better than none. And we didn't always have a choice. Um, so please, vote for the man them. For yourself. For the kids them. All of them. Them. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. Anyway, um, thank you guys for joining the conversation. Special thanks to Anita. Can thank I, I so finish, please? I was getting there. I had to do it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. I've done uh, it. It's done. Is, this is going to be interesting. It's too late. I've done it. It's Imagine fine. a podcast the morning of the way. You know, the amount of stress. That would be amazing. Like, Pete, how you doing? Oh, I'm kind of busy right now, man. I'm kind of getting married. Oh, yeah. Sure. We'll be right back on these messages. Like, anyway, yeah. um, shout out to Partners Around. Yes, sir. For the intro and outro music. Partners And thank Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Find us on um, SoundCloud.com forward slash The Furnace, no mm-hmm. On all good podcasts and websites, search for The Blacksmith's Furnace with no apostrophe. Twitter. At the Furnace UK, um, email address tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Tags, any shout outs? Jalali, do you want to promote anything? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Which What's country that? are you next? <laughs> Which major company's <laughs> Instagram are you taking over <laughs> next? <laughs> 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 Which celebrity are you hanging with next? <laughs> How's Brandy doing? <laughs> well, Brandy passed. Man was with Idris Alba on Monday. Easy! He was talking to Idris Alba on Monday. Are you on a face, first name base with Idris as well? He knows his Idris Alba knows his name. Bro. Are you guys from the same village in Nigeria? We're not from. He's not from Nigeria. <laughs> what are you trying to do, bro? Behave. Um, yeah. so, um, what's it called? Reverb. First Tuesday of next month. Let me just check when that Tuesday is. One second. I've been on before. So so professional, isn't it? Sixth uh, of. You had one job. Sixth of one June. Sixth of June. All right. Sixth of June. Coin and Box Park. 7pm It's going to be live It always is In yeah. Sway yeah. um, Is everything? Uh, nice to meet season 2 Nice to meet season 2 We'll start filming In a couple months um, And, and We'll be dropping when? We'll be dropping in September September Next year 66 That's all I'm saying 66 What's that? 
Next year, 66. I don't know. You hear about six it. Six months, six days. No, 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 no. Really? Oh, I know what that is. What? I know what that is. Anyway. All right. I'm talking to you. All right. All right, well... Um, you shouldn't know, but okay, cool. Frank, you talked about it. Alright. Um, thank you guys. Um, 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 yeah, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah! Hadouken!